Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is presented by Tri-State Cadillac Dealers. Hi, I'm Jalen Rose, and welcome to the Renaissance Man podcast, proudly presented by the New York Post. Next up, we have stand-up comedian great and star of the new film out right now called Easter Sunday, Joe Coy. Coming up. I talked to Joe about overcoming racial prejudice while growing up. The moment he decided to use comedy as a form of expression and how fatherhood changed his approach to his craft. Up next, Joe Coy. Let's go. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hi, I'm Jalen Rose, and welcome to the Renaissance Man podcast, proudly presented by the New York Post, a show where we cover trends in fashion, entertainment, current events, and everything in between. Download the podcast right now. Leave a five-star rating. As a matter of fact, I got great news. The Renaissance Man is officially up for consideration. For People's Choice Podcast Awards in two separate categories. First and foremost, entertainment. There's nobody more entertaining than me. And by the way, I heard a theme that if you don't toot your own horn, sometimes the music don't get played. So you got to vote for me right now in entertainment. And also, best black hosted. I am black. I am a host. I am the best. This show is awesome. Look at the people we've interviewed on this program. September 8th will be the 100th episode. We've written a column about every person that's also been on this show. I'm extremely grateful to all of the supporters, all of the listeners. Shout to the New York Post. Shout to my producers. Everybody killing the game. But now let's win these awards. And the winners will be announced September 30th. So listen up. If you happen to be a judge, I appreciate your consideration. And everybody else, we truly appreciate your support. This week's theme is remember your roots. There's a way to keep moving forward in your life while honoring the people, places, and experiences of your past. Your roots are the foundation of who you are. But it's easy sometimes to forget that. I know firsthand life is busy. And when we're finding success and working hard and doing our thing, you know what happens? You can lose connection from where you're from. Listen, I love being from Detroit. 
I boss up every time people see me. I say, what up, though, every time you hear me. Anybody who listened to this podcast, it's called the Renaissance Man. That's the monument in Detroit that would be our postcard if you were vacationing there. So everybody that's followed my career knows this. And no matter how far I go in life, my city will always be a part of my personality, my culture, and who I am. Find ways to honor your block, your hometown, and family while you're on your personal journey to success. Listen to the stories of the OGs, older family members back home. Look for ways to have family reunions. Keep traditions alive. Support causes in the community that you grew up in. Give back. Because by remembering your roots, you learn to trust your wings. My next guest knows all about that. Joe Coy is a talented comic who is one of the most successful stand-up comedians in the country and has multiple Netflix specials in his name. Coming up, I talked to Joy about his relationship with his Filipino mom, the love he has for the legendary Whoopi Goldberg, and the lessons he learned from his biggest comedic failures. Up next, Joe Coy. Hi, I'm Jalen Rose, and welcome to the Renaissance Man podcast, proudly presented by the New York Post, a show where we cover trends in fashion, entertainment, current events, and everything in between. My next guest is one of today's premier stand-up comics who has had four highly rated and successful comedy specials on Comedy Central and Netflix. His new movie, Easter Sunday, is out right now. And it tells the story of a family gathering for Easter. And it's based on his life. And it's been described as a love letter and celebration of the Filipino-American culture. It is my honor to welcome the multi-talented Joe Coy to the Renaissance Man podcast. Let's go man what's up legend what's up my brother i appreciate you taking the time i'm so happy right now this is this is big right here for me that's mutual so for those who haven't seen your comedy specials what was it like growing up in several different cities in a military family with a white dad and filipino mom uh you know i always say this it was the times you know it was the that's the generation that i come from and it's hard to explain that how how hard it was to have a mom, an immigrant mom, going to uh, different uh, environments where uh, socially she's not accepted. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, um, her identity is invisible. Her voice is unheard. You know, it's like wow. now I can say that. Now I can wow. say it and, and understand as an adult and also with the times that we live in where it's not acceptable anymore. <laughs> Whereas we lived in a time where it was normalized, mm-hmm. where it's okay for you all to, uh, uh, how do I say it, represent my mom on the screen, you know, or, mm-hmm. or, uh, or treat my mom uh, the way uh, uh, you think is okay with you. And, and mm-hmm. she's not allowed to express herself. Um, 
and, and yeah, that, that, that was weird. It was a weird time. And, and, and I'm glad I got to go through that time because it shows uh, where we need to go from here. And, uh, and you know, we're, we're in 2022 now, and this is the first film ever mm. by a major studio, a major studio, um, Universal, DreamWorks, and, and Amblin, uh, that's putting uh, an all-agent cast mm. uh, on the big screen. It, it's just, it's mind-blowing that my mom has lived in this country for 51 years, and this wow. is her first time actually seeing her culture being represented on the big screen. That is incredible. And, you know, overcoming those challenges it, it is incredible by you and your family. And usually when I hear comedians speak, a lot of times they talk about the comedy that they use is clearly a reflection of the things that they've been exposed to. Yeah. So growing up in Tacoma, Washington, like what was your childhood like under that dynamic? It was weird, you know, and, and it's, I hate saying, I hate like always starting my sentences off by saying it's hard to explain to this culture, this generation now, but it really was. Mm -hmm. Things were normalized back then. You know, you watch TV and you're seeing a portrayal of you and it's, it's, it's misinformed. It's, it's, uh, it's oppressive. It's, it's embarrassing, but you have to accept it because that's the norm. And you almost feel like a, a visitor mm -hmm. to this country instead of being a citizen. You know, mm -hmm. my mom is, even though she's an American, she right. feels like, okay, I'm just visiting, so I better not speak up and tell right. people that this is offensive. <laughs> Sorry. Right. And that's wrong. It, it sucked, you know? I, I, I always tell people, like, like you know, in the 70s and 80s, you know, uh, especially in the early 80s, you know, I, I, saw, I saw my mom uh, just kind of suck it up when, when something happened. And, and, and I tell this story in my book, but it's like uh, we won this TV and we went upstairs to go uh, collect the prize, right? It was uh, this raffle that we won, and it, it was a TV. It was like 1983. Mm -hmm. And uh, as we're going up the escalator, my mom sees this little kid, little white kid. I hate to say that. Right. Little white kid. And she's like, you know, my mom loves kids. She's like, oh, my God, you're so cute. What's your name? What's your name? And the kid turns around and just pulls his eyes back. Oh. Far back as he can. And he bucks his teeth. Oh. And he's like, oh, 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 oh like that. Oh. And I'm like, I'm like 10. And I just remember like it, like it, it burns in my soul. Like to this day, I still see it vividly. And, and I just remember like, yo, what, like, what the f was that? Like, I didn't even know how to react because I, I'm seeing someone doing something very hurtful mm -hmm. to my mom. And then my mom reacting like mm -hmm. it's, it's okay because it's a kid and it's just a joke. Joseph, mm -hmm. he's, he's a kid. And it's like, no, right. like that, that don't fly anymore. Jalen. It's like, we're not going to use that lazy excuse anymore. And it's At like, all. back then it was normalized because, mm -hmm. you know, this kid was watching cartoons where the right. Asians were going, oh, 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 oh. Yes. and everyone in the house is laughing. And then right. dad's even saying, yeah, that's hilarious. Right. You know, the parents are, are responsible for that kid's actions. And, and you know what I mean? Like, the kid knew it was wrong. But, but but also the parents were really wrong and like that that's not gonna fly anymore At you know all. we're not gonna we're not gonna take that anymore and and like and i don't want my mom to feel like she can't say anything i want my mom well here's the thing my mom has always been boisterous but but in that situation it, it was just like it was sad to see my mom go through that so i i don't want to ever see that to happen now absolutely when when did you realize that you wanted to use comedy as not only a form of entertainment, 
but also a form of expression. Yeah. I, I learned that from, you know, uh, Eddie Murphy's Delirious changed my life. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, Classic. you know, when, when you're a kid, Richard Pryor told me to be a comic. You know what I mean? When I listened to Richard Pryor tapes, I'm like, I got to be this when I grow up. Eddie Murphy was like, uh, he's speaking to my soul right now. Like, I don't know what it was. Now I understand. I understand why I was relating to him so much because mm -hmm. there was no representation for Asians on TV. And mm -hmm. for some reason, I'm identifying with this guy's family right now. Mm -hmm. It's like, I have an Aunt Bunny. Yep. I have an Uncle Gus that starts a broke-ass fire with gasoline. My yeah. uncle does the same shit. We're broke. My mom's got bionic ears. My mom hits me with a fucking slipper. I know this dude. I know that mom. That mom is my mom. Yes. So I guess yes. I'm black. Right. So, and, and by the way, that's another thing. Filipinos and black people just go hand in glove. I don't Absolutely. know what that is, but we just do. Absolutely. And, and without, without any explanation, Jalen, you take a black person and put it with any other ethnicity and they got to explain to each other what it is. But for some reason, Filipinos and black people just be like, you get it. Huh? I get oh, it. Question, Manny Pacquiao. That's my guy. Been to the right. gym with him. And every time an NBA team gets swept out of the playoffs, I say, Wally's. Yeah. Wally's. As a representation, absolutely. I, I love it. it. I love you. See, this is why I love you, Jalen. This is why I always connected with the Fab Five. I ooh, I love you. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was delirious that that just changed my life. Like like he was speaking to me. Like Nat, at that moment, I was like, I need a red leather outfit, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna be a comedian right when I graduate. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be Eddie Murphy, and and then I started learning about Eddie when I knew mm -hmm. that he was like. 18 when he got on Saturday Night Live. I think he was 21 when he shot Delirious, bro. Crazy. 21. Crazy. You know, and it's just like, imagine 21. 21. Like, and talking about what he did, it's like some of the stuff, you know, yeah. You, you, this Today, you'd be like, no, you can't say that. But you're like, yeah, but he was 21. Right. <laughs> he was a kid. He was a little kid. Yes. That was, that was controlling that stage like, yes. like a man. Like, just... Yes. Yo, I loved everything about that that guy, man, and uh, made you feel confident. And I was mm -hmm. like, I'm gonna be him. And um, so, yeah, that that I I fell in love with the artist storytelling then, like the way he described his family. And I was like, yeah, I, I I'm gonna describe my family, and mm -hmm. uh, and I'm gonna tell my stories, and I'm gonna do it in a way where it's not a comparison. You know, mm -hmm. I don't want to go up there and go Filipinos do this. And white people do that. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to right. tell you my story, a real story, mm -hmm. and have you relate to it. Right. But the one thing about athletics, entertainment, comedy, that's your goal. That's your dream. Yeah. But everybody else don't see it coming. Nope. So what was it like for you when you started to tell your family, your friends, this is what I want to do for a living? Yeah. The, all of them. It's, it, and it. Not all of them, my, my, the, you know, my, 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 my siblings were like, yes, but the generation, you know, the, the parents, mm -hmm. the aunts and all of them, it, it, that's, you're crazy. Mm -hmm. We didn't, we didn't come to this country so you can be a clown. Okay. <laughs> right. We didn't leave our family so you can be right. a, in a circus. Right. You know, right. you're, 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 you're supposed to take care of us now. You, I, you right. go to college, get money and help the family. Like. Right. So being chasing a dream, she's like, you better wake up from this dream. <laughs> Reality is a nurse. Right. So be a nurse. But 
it, it was hard for me to explain to my mom what comedy was. And it just, it, no matter how many times I showed her Eddie Murphy or Richard or, you know, everyone, it, it, she just didn't get it. She just didn't understand it. That's like, they're different, Joseph, that you're not them. And it's like, I had to prove to her like, no, you're wrong, mom. This is it. And uh, I'm talking, man, you, you don't understand. 15 years in, I think I was like 33. And uh, and I just had my son and my mom would just looked at me. I swear, this is a true story, Jalen. It was after I, we were at a restaurant. And when we left the restaurant, my son's like one. And my mom literally was just like sighing, like, Please, Joseph, stop! <laughs> like she thought I was like this is just a, like I'm having fun. Right? She understand what chasing a dream? Like Joseph, right. stop! Like enough with the stand up. Like get a job. You have a son now. You need insurance. Like you, how are you? If he gets sick, Joseph, what are, what are you going to do, Joseph? Mm -hmm. Like and that that hurt. It hurt right. me because she just didn't understand what this meant to me. So. It, I guess it fueled the fire even more. It burnt inside. When did you know, what performance did you know I got what it takes? Ooh, that's a good one. There was twice. Twice it happened. Um, there was a coffee house moment. Uh, it was called Buzzy's Cafe, and there was maybe six people in there. And uh, I heard my first, like, applause. Mm. I got six people at a coffee house to, like... Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I'm like, ooh, okay. I got it. And then I think my next moment, man, there's oh, there's some good ones, Jalen. We could talk all day, man. Um uh how I got BET's comic view. Mm. Um, you know, I, I went to the door, uh it was BET's live, right? They they did it live and it was a, a concert, and I and I went up to the front door and went to a security guard with a fake uh uh, headshot and, and a resume. It was all fake. And, uh, like I didn't open for anybody on that resume. It was all full of shit. And I and I handed it to the security guard and I was like, hey man, I, I'm a local comic. A lot of people like me. And, and, and if you don't mind, I'd like to open up if you could just talk to the promoter. And he went and got the promoter. Like when have you ever seen a security guard right, do security, shit like that? Right. right? Security is like, hey man, buy a ticket, motherfucker. Like right. no, he went. He was like, I'll right. be right back. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> And he went and got the, the the promoter. I still know her to this day, man. That shit was 26 years ago. Uh, 26, 27 years ago. And um, her name's Yvette Anderson. I'm giving mm. a big shout out. She changed my life. Yvette Anderson, black woman. She mm. she was promoting all these uh, BET shows. And uh, she came up to the front door and I handed her my resume. And I said, I'm a local comic. Can I just do like five minutes of warm up? I, I love BET's comic view. It would mean the world to me. And she was like, the show's already booked. Uh, everyone's already in their seats, but you want to come to the show and maybe next time, let me look at this resume. Maybe mm. next time. And I was like, yes, let me come in. She sat me down and sat me right next to the stage. Jalen. Wow. I'm not doing a stereotype. Okay. Wow. Don't get mad when I do this. Right. For sure. But every comic was late. <laughs> of course. Of course. The black show. It's CP time. <laughs> <laughs> this is also Filipino time. Filipinos yes. are always late for shit. So, so uh, every comic, even the host, like how are you the host late the for DJ, this? DJ, everybody, the waiters, DJ the waitresses, everybody. No, the mixer wasn't even there in the two turntables. He was like still picking it up. And I'm, yo, the show started at seven thirty. I'm talking like it was like eight thirty, like eight thirty, and people are going, they're getting mad. You can uh. hear them yelling. And Yvette walks up to me. She's like, 
do you mind going up until they get here? They're about 10 minutes out. I'm like, please. I go, can you please record it? She had a camera. I go, can you just press record? I need this tape. And she goes, I'll record it. Brought me up, Jalen. I get a standing O. I got it on tape. I got the whole thing wow, on tape. that's dope. I get a standing O. I'm walking off stage. And Bo P, big shout out to Bo P. Uh, he was hosting that day. And uh, and he goes, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> and he met, he met, like, like some local kid. And he's like, motherfucker, you funny. <laughs> By the way, I'm not doing a horrible impersonation of Bo P. He goes, he goes, you want to be on Comic View? I go, yes. He goes, you oh, want? And flew me out the next week, bro. That's flew me out the next week. And that's how I got the ET's Comic View. And that that was that moment where I was like, I'm in. Like, I'm in right now. So that changed my life right there. Well, speaking then, of... It, it, just keep going on. I got so many stories, Jalen. That is crazy. How about this? So I was still playing in the league. I had done yes. the basement on BET. I've done 106 in part. And I got traded to the Bulls. And I knew we weren't going to go to the playoffs. I reached out to somebody at BET and BET Mad Sports, Lakers. Uh, it was Lakers versus New Jersey Nets. That's the first NBA finals I covered for TV. Oh, are you serious? And this is my 20th year. What? Yes. BET Mad Sports was the first one I used to cover the wow. NBA finals. True That's story. Crazy, Jalen. So, so we so we definitely gonna big up BET. And I have to ask Big's you this: done. being Changed an athlete, life, no doubt, mine too. And being an athlete and being a comic, I've talked to so many of my friends that have been on this show that I've gone to shows. The adversity of bombing because yeah. it's going to happen. So yeah. talk about a time when you bombed and how it relates to real life for those that don't know and how you overcame it. Now, I'm going to talk about something else because uh, people don't understand what, okay, there's bombing and then there's bombing in front of black people. Mm -hmm. And that's a, another, that's another element because <laughs> they let you know loudly. Uh, you know what I mean? That yes. they, it doesn't, if there's not silence, it's like, <laughs> hey man, get the fuck off the stage. Right. Like, who is this? Yeah, I you know how many times I've seen this? <laughs> what the yo, hey, wrap yo. it up, wrap it up, motherfucker. <laughs> uh several times. And um and and and, and, and you get a bro. Fat Tuesdays. Let me just tell you, Fat Been Tuesdays. There. Been I'm a, there. I'm a, I'm a veteran of Fat Tuesdays, man. Big shout out to Guy Tory. No doubt, um, Guy T. Yeah, Guy T. Guy T. Put me on the map, man. And um, so uh, this is a perfect example. This is why. This is why I have beef with Gary Owen to this day. Me and Gary love each other. Don't get me wrong. He's my boy. Uh, but Gary, Gary was hosting uh, Fat Tuesdays, mm. right? I drove from Vegas all the way to do a five to 10 minute set on Fat Tuesdays. Now, this is everything. If anyone knows what Fat Tuesdays is, uh -huh. this is everything. It's that Especially deal. If you're a comic. Yes. You know, you never know who's in there, man. It could be, it could be Quentin Tarantino to, to, to Dr. Dre. It's like yes. the, the, the spectrum was wide. So you you wanted to be in this room, and 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 no one made more 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 stars than than Fat Tuesdays. Agreed. So um, uh, for real, man, for real. Uh, for real. And um, 
So I go, I'm so pissed, man. I had these people come to write an article about me. About it's a, it was an Asian magazine that was going to come do an article. <laughs> oh, fuck. Jaylen, you're going to love this one, man. You're going to love this one. All right. So it's an Asian magazine. I need this. They're giving me right. the cover of this magazine. No, no. Jalen, the cover. I need this. I'm working at a dolphin habitat as a tour guide. I need this interview. Um, they, they brought a photographer. They brought the writer and they brought the editor and the owner of this magazine. Wow. And they're sitting there. And uh, <laughs> so I walk up, Gary walks up to me. I, I, by the way, Gary was the host of BET's Comic View when I got mm-hmm. on Comic View. Uh, that's the year Sed left and Gary was the new host. Yep. So, um, wow, this is crazy how everything is coming full <laughs> circle. And I'm sorry I'm talking too much. But, I love it. Uh, yeah, I've been wanting to talk to you for my whole life. So sit there and just <laughs> and listen. Gotcha. My pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> my whole life, bro. You don't understand. So um, so Gary walks up, he shakes my hand, and he's like, all right, man, if you don't mind, George Wilburn. Now, if you don't know comedy, George Wilburn is a very specific black comic, and he's mm-hmm. very well known in the black comedy business uh-huh. okay stand up if, if, black comedy rooms george wilbur steve harvey suits you know what i mean the big light blue the purple crush mm-hmm. so here's steve wilbur uh, uh george wilbur and he's like hey george is gonna go up in front of me and i look at gary with the most you can see me crying in my eyes mm. like like gary like there's people here to see me, man. Like you can't put George in front of me. Right. I know it's about to happen. I'm like, please, Gary, I'm just going to do like eight minutes. I'll even cut my time. Like eight, five, I'll do five. <laughs> like they're here to write about me. Uh-huh. Please. He's like, and then, and then George walks up. He's like, I'm about, I'm, I'm, about, I'm about to do like 10 minutes, man. It's just, I got to do another room. At, uh, I got to go to mix nuts and I got another spot. I'm like, I go, okay, George. All right, go up. Jalen, George goes out and f***ing destroys. Like, not only destroys, but then there's a heckler, right? There's this girl, this him and this girl go at it for about seven minutes. They're going at it. And, of course, George just knocks it. I, I can't even remember the joke, but it was so big. People were standing when he said it. And then he got off stage. They're going crazy. Gary and him start hugging and just laughing. <laughs> and I'm, you can literally just see me just crying. Like, what the fuck, man? And, then, and of course, Gary, by the way, I've told this whole story to Gary already, man. We've, we've gone at it back and forth. So um, Gary goes up and doesn't even try to calm the room down. Like, <laughs> didn't help you out at all. all didn't help bro. you out like, at all. He doesn't even bite the bullet. He doesn't do anything. It's just, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Coy. I'm like, this motherfucker, man. <laughs> oh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Coy. Oh, did you like George <laughs> Wilbur? Yeah. All right. Well, this, this dude doesn't even say my name. I go up and I I, I mean, it, it was just, it bombed for the minute I walked out. It was mm. the worst bomb I ever had. Uh, I get off stage. Uh, Gary, Gary's like, Hey, you know, uh, we'll get you back on man. Blah, blah, blah. He's acting like nothing happened. Um, <laughs> and then I go up to the, to the writer and I swear to God, Jalen, this is what they say to me. They're like, we'll come back next time. <laughs> oh, no. oh no. You we'll didn't even get back. the we'll reschedule it. You just had an off night. We'll come back. I'm like, 
<laughs> six months later. But I finally get that that magazine, but it, it was six months later, man. I mean, that mm. it was the worst bomb of my life, like mm. hands down. And but it, it makes you tough, you know, right. and that's and you need the bomb. It it yeah. humbles you. It it prepared me to like not just count on my set. Mm-hmm. I needed to learn how to adjust. I, I, I needed to learn how to like step up and, and, and be able to follow that, tag it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and that's what I love about Black Rooms. It's the honesty. You know, it, it, it taught me how to be real and, and honest and, 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 and go up there. And, and that's why, like, I always have stories about Joe Torre. You know, mm-hmm. Joe Torre always said, don't be afraid of silence. And, you know, like when, you, when you have a room quiet, that, that's when they're listening. I, I've carried that throughout my life. I tell every comic that that opens for me, don't be afraid of silence because when you're silent, that's when they're listening. Mm-hmm. That's when you're saying something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, Cedric the Entertainer. I tell these two stories all the time. I'm not just doing it because I'm on your show. Uh, Cedric the Entertainer, I opened for him at the Morongo, and I was trying to treat him as if I was George Wilbur. Oh. I was going to go up there. I wanted to go up, and it, mm. it, there was 3,000 people in the, <laughs> in the room, and I wanted to have my George Wilbur moment. Oh, I wanted dude. to, like kill it so hard okay. that Cedric couldn't follow me. And I wanted that to be my story. Okay. I wanted to be able to tell everyone, yeah, Cedric, yeah, that he, he, he couldn't follow me, man. He just, he should just do movies, man. Because like, he ain't ready for this shit. Bro, Jalen, I went up at the Morongo Casino, three over 3,000 people. I, I'm telling you, Jalen, when I gave you my best set, I'm talking, I cut all the fat out and just mm. went set up, punch, set up, punch, mm. set up, punch. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Joe Coy. Good night. <sighs> I had them standing, Jalen. In my head, I, I, I'm saying to myself, there's no way I said is following this. There's no way. He might as well just not come out. It's done. And I turned to my left, Jalen, and there's Cedric, right? He's got his, you know how Sed dresses. He's got his big fedora on. He's no got doubt. the dressed suit, the matching fucking Clean it in a board of health. And, he, and he's holding a drink and, he, and he's looking <laughs> at me and he's bouncing like this. He's, <laughs> and he's bouncing like a heavyweight fighter in the corner. And he goes, that's what I'm talking about, Joe Coy. Make me work for this motherfucking check. Let's go, Joe Coy. <laughs> and he hugs me. Jalen, I've never seen anything like that. I've never seen confidence like that. Legend. And, and literally, I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Like, <laughs> as he walked on stage, I'm saying, like, you can hear them go, ladies and gentlemen. You know, he's got this big uh-huh. intro. Give it up for Saturday. <sighs> the explosion. I'm talking about maybe 40 seconds into his act. I don't think anyone remembered who the fuck opened for Cedric. <laughs> I like literally, and my son was backstage, his mommy was backstage at the time, and I literally was like, let's get in the car, like, <laughs> time to go. <laughs> I, I, gotta, I gotta sell shoes at 10 tomorrow. So. But how about your come up, though? In 2017, yeah. you broke a yeah. record in Honolulu. Yeah, that was nuts. Consecutive sellouts. What was it like for you to amass that type of audience and really achieve that milestone? It was it was uh, that moment where it, there was a shift, a, like a dramatic shift, right? Because that was like, I think I was like 20, I'd have to say 27 years in the game at that point, uh, to the point where I'm like, I want to quit. 
Mm. Like uh, Netflix was like doing uh, original stand-up specials in 2017. Mm. And for some reason they didn't offer me one and I didn't understand because I was crushing everywhere. And I'm mm. like, to the point where I kept calling them and they mm. were like, like not showing up. And then finally they just said, we don't want it. We're, we're going to pass. So I'm like, pass. You, mm. you don't, what the fuck? You didn't even see it. Like come see <laughs> right. it. Right. So, so Jan, we shot it ourselves, even though they said no. We, 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 I paid for the whole thing. We paid for it. We shot it. We, we rented out the theater. We sold the tickets for it, and we cut it up. And and by the way, I, I just want you to know, Jalen. Two days before we shot that special, they called up, called my manager, and they said, "Hey, we heard Joe Coy shooting a special. We just want you to know, we really don't want it." Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. They, they, legit, they legit called and said, we so don't, don't, think, don't think you're doing that for us because you're yeah, not doing yeah. that yes. for us. Exactly, Jalen. They were like, hey, wow. hey, uh, don't get too confident. We really don't want it. I'm like, what the fuck? Wow. Shot it anyway. Uh, you know, I that's why I said I felt like I wanted to retire and um, and just quit. And we, we sent it to them after we cut it up anyway. We were like, hey, look, we know you said no, but look at it. And literally, we got a phone call in like 30 minutes. Like, don't shop it anywhere we want it. I'm like, motherfucker, we could have done this long time ago. <laughs> and then they aired that special and it changed our <laughs> life. And Hawaii was the one that showed us how much it changed our lives. And uh, we sold 12, I think, 12 consecutive shows out at the Blaisdell Theater, and we broke Mariah Carey's record. Wow. Of, uh, I think I beat her by a thousand tickets. Like I think I sold twenty three thousand tickets. We beat her like by a wow. thousand tickets. That is crazy. And you mentioned your son. What part of fatherhood has changed you as an artist and just as a man? I just—he's the reason why I couldn't quit. You know, mm -hmm. so he's the reason why I shot that special. Mm -hmm. You know, what I mean, he's—I was like, if I quit, he's going to see a quitter. Word. he's going to see a guy that chased his dream and gave up on it. Mm. And uh, he's a guy that took no for an answer instead of showing them why they should have said yes. Uh, you know, I didn't want to show him that the lack of confidence. I didn't want to show him the uh, not, not winning. I want to win in front of him. Mm. And this is how I'm going to win. And he got to witness all of it. Mm -hmm. He saw all that go down. So yeah. And thank God he did. And, 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 you know, if he did, if I didn't shoot that special, on uh for for netflix myself i would have never made coming in hot which was the second special on netflix mm -hmm. and that's when steven spielberg watched mm -hmm. and, and that's how i got this movie is from that special and and that's what i wanted to ask you about and again congratulations new movie easter sunday make sure you yeah. guys check that out but you've been oh. blowing up now i saw you on the yeah. view i saw you yeah. arranging chairs getting the chance to sit next to Whoopi goldberg Getting yeah, a chance yeah. to let her know how much you appreciate her. I had to. What was that moment like for you? That was that. You know, I didn't know how emotionally attached I was to her, but you know, you, you it was just like when I wrote my book and I had to do the audio version of it. Like you can write the book, that's easy, but when you read it out loud and hear it, you get emotional Correct. and you're like, oh, fuck, yeah, that mm -hmm. that was my life. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Oh, I totally forgot, but now I remember. it was triggering. And like, you know, her one man show changed my life. You know, mm -hmm. it, it was like, I couldn't stop watching it, how she went in and out of characters. And it was just her on this mm -hmm. stage and, and, and being heard, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And, and coming up with these characters and just captivating these, you know, this audience and, and mm -hmm. owning HBO, like she owned it. Oh, like they, they played her nonstop. Mm -hmm. That special kept going. And, um, 
yeah, it, it, I, I, I totally forgot how much I loved her mm. and how much she meant to me and why I'm here today. It's because of her, that little kid that dreamed to be a, a comic was inspired by Eddie Murphy, Whoopi, Richard, you know what I mean? Like they, they, they inspired me. So, and I've said this before, before I even met her, there was interviews where like, who's your inspiration? I've always said mm. Whoopi Goldberg, her one man show changed my life. You know, delirious Whoopi. I've always said Whoopi. And so when I turned and looked for the first time and there she was in front of me, I, they, they came out. It was just like, the, the emotions just came out, man. Like I'm getting choked up right now saying it. So, you know, I met my hero today, and that was amazing. I met two heroes today. I got to meet you, man. So, Thank you, family. Yeah, well, I man. Appreciate so, that. And, and you mentioned a couple, so I have to ask. I've heard you mention Eddie and Richard yeah. and Whoopi. So I yeah. must ask you, who and what are your top five stand-up specials? Oh, that's easy, man. I can go. I can go all day on this one. Uh, Richard live on Sunset Strip. Um, um, oh God! Uh, oh, oh, uh, uh, Eddie Murphy, Delirious, and Rob. We'll put him in the same category. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Bring the pain changed my life, and it also changed comedy, and it also cho changed social socially, like yeah. the way people uh, acted and 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 the way people looked at each other because of that special. Mm -hmm. Like he made a lot of people like, yes. uh, yeah, like look at themselves on that special. Mm -hmm. And you know what I'm talking about. I do. Uh, so bring the pain and bigger and blacker can go in the same category as well. No doubt. Uh, Dave Chappelle. Killing me, softly, killing me softly. Dave Chappelle. Uh, oh my God. Uh, Platypus man. Uh, mm -hmm. Richard Jenny. Uh, uh, Brian Regan, a pair of jokers with his brother. I can go on for days. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg around the world. Uh, Robin Williams live at the Met. God, man, Bernie Mac and, and Steve Harvey, kings of comedy. Uh, epic. It made everyone know that you could sell arenas out, even though Eddie and all them did it before him. But something about that show yes. was 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 a movement. No it, it, question. It showed Hollywood. It showed Hollywood. Stop fucking saying we're too specific and we don't have Correct. a voice. Yes. We sell out arenas. Yes. So that that yes. was pivotal. So D.L. Hughley yes. and, 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 mm -hmm. and oh God said. Uh, Man, the list Legend. goes on. Man. I can go on today. I saw multiple shows that they did, and I can't wait to come support you. Can't wait to support Easter Sunday, everything you have going on. But before I let you get out of here, Joe Coy, I have a rapid fire segment sponsored by Tri State Cadillac Dealers. Let's you ready go. to do this? Sir. Gone in 60 seconds. What is your go to spot to grab Filipino food in the U.S.? My mom's house. What which city has the toughest audience to do stand up? Oh man, what city? Ooh, I don't have one. Idaho. <laughs> Good Idaho. answer. Someplace you ain't got no show schedule anytime soon. <laughs> that, that's a that's a great answer. So with Whoopi Goldberg, and I heard you mention her. Tell me your favorite thing about her favorite stand up. Uh, from her her stand up special. Yes. Uh, Fontaine. Fontaine was my favorite. Uh, seeing him do, you know, Fontaine. I also loved uh, a little blonde girl when she put the the shirt on her head and became a little blonde girl. I thought that was just genius how she became characters, and that's why when I do my mom, I become my mom. I don't do a horrible impersonation. I do it, and that I got that from uh, from Whoopi. Love it. Lastly, and certainly not least, and I'm going to not only write a column about this in the New York Post, but we're going to send you a framed version of it because I appreciate you taking the time. 
What part of your new film, Easter Sunday, are you most excited for the audience to see? Uh, when Lou Diamond Phillips enters the scene. Mm. That was that was like one of those moments where I was just like, one, I'm acting with, you know, someone that inspired me. You know what I mean? Mm. And uh, and and two, it was just a great scene to improvise and ad lib uh, with one of the greatest. Well, you earned your spot. I appreciate you taking time. More success to come, Joe Coy. Thank you very much for joining the Renaissance Man. I love you, man. Hey, love you too, my can brother. I one more thing. Absolutely. Madison Square Garden. I'm playing it in November. I'll be there. I'll Bro. be there. Jalen, don't, don't say that, Jalen. I'll be there. Done. I swear to God, Jalen. Done. I want you there. It'll be my pleasure, my brother. Thanks a lot for the invite. I'm going to come and represent. I love you, man. Love you too, brother. Last call. Last call. Yeah, I'm talking to you. I'd like to thank Joe for stopping by the podcast and congratulations to him for his new movie, Easter Sunday, which is out right now. Make sure you go support that. One thing that stuck out to me about my conversation with Joe that's really fascinating is when he talked about bombing on stage during his career. Going on stage after George Wilburn's set sounds brutal. Even the Asian American magazine who came there to cover Joe Thought he did so bad that they didn't even do the interview. But in his words, bombing like that was necessary. It was humbling. And it taught him not to just depend on his material, but also be ready for the unexpected. Joe became a better performer because of that experience. And he definitely did not allow that to stop him from getting back in front of audiences and doing what he loves. What moment in your life taught you to be more humble remembering how you felt during a moment of failure it hurts it's painful it's uncomfortable but try to see the ways it showed you to be better let it fuel you on your path to your greatness i'm the renaissance man see you next week